Follow Podcast. Welcome. This week, in episode 13, we take a look at a passage that many who are well acquainted with the Bible are familiar with. In his epistle to the saints who are in Ephesus, chapter 6, at verses 10 through 20, the Apostle Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of God. The following is a discussion of these verses. Well, Tonya had something. Well, I didn't really, listen, my, it was just really apropos of nothing, but it was something that I was just thinking about this week, and it's, like, not ex- super exciting or super, like, new or anything like that, but I don't know, for some reason, you know, after we, like, finished doing, like, everything with walking by faith and right. and, and walking in the light and things, like, something in took me to made me start thinking about the armor of God again. I don't oh, know. It's okay. like a classic, okay. but That's so a good I was one. just gonna. Um, I don't know. It was just in my head, so I thought, well, since this is in my head, maybe other people want. I don't know. Um, so I was just gonna read that for a passage from Ephesians six. Six, sure. Go ahead. And I was just gonna read Ephesians. So I was gonna start in. Verse 10, mm-hmm. and read all the way through to 20. Even though it. Excellent. Um, That's a good idea. No, this Wh- which book again? So, uh, Ephesians okay. chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. You there? Yeah, Bali, my brother. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, it reads Finally, my brother. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly, as I ought to speak. 
And I guess I was just thinking about this because, you know, we, we had spent some time before doing like the walking, walking by faith and walking in the light passages because, I don't know, it seemed like interesting and um, sometimes I think, you know, um, maybe, walk, maybe, maybe walking can be hard, but even when walking is hard, God at least expects you to stand. And maybe sometimes it feels like that's all you can do is like, you know, right now, like maybe that's all you can do is like just stand. Um, but he gives us this passage and I felt like, felt like it's encouraging and it, um, it's really a, thing. It has Sorry. a lot of good, yeah, it has a lot of good things in it that, that if we, if we are struggling, then maybe we aren't arming ourselves appropriately or maybe we should like take a look at some of these um things and and try to Correct. arm ourselves and then by the end of the passage you know I, I realize that that's um paul asking specifically for prayers for himself but i think it's a worthy prayer that we get all because it's like once you have the armor on and you're standing and you're walking then you want to help other people to walk to walk with you um and that we have to be bold and share the gospel as well. Because that's it was so beautiful. I think your music is playing right now. <laughs> that's it. Continue on and interrupt. Yeah, so... Um, that's good. So do you want to just walk through the pieces or do you want to invite comments from Jeremy and Brian first and then every, walk through the pieces? Everyone can comment. So, I don't know. It was just what was on my mind, so... Oh, I struggle at times with arming myself with the right passages when I walk outside. Mm -hmm. So it really spoke to me. Mm -hmm. That's it. No, I just want to say, bless you. I look forward to Jeremy's commentary and James. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I think what you, what the passage you read, it reflects your pure soul, seriously. And you have, you have a kind soul. And, and, and someone like me who's struggling, like, I think it really spoke to me. And that's it. I'll turn, that's it, my only comments. You're up, Jeremy. <laughs> if you got something. Mm, the, the more I study the Bible, I guess, the, the more I seem to see these pieces that point to the fact that this world, while it's important, I guess, because we're... You know, this is where we decide, each person decides whether he's going to follow God or not, but it's just a, it's not the actual truth, I guess. It's not what God had necessarily planned for us, um, that, that really it's our, I guess, our spirit, our, You know the, the the I'm specific like talking about uh, verse, verse twelve, 12. Yeah, 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 like just that. You know the hardships that we face are not necessarily what they seem to be, but they're other things. You know, more important, more real things that are actually going on for everything. I don't know. It's it's kind of cool to see another. Yeah, that's a good point. And there's a lot in this world that not is as it seems to be. And the point that he says is, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, which that may seem what we're wrestling against, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. 
You know, there are spiritual places where there are spiritual forces of evil. We can discuss at some point in more detail what the Apostle Paul means by that, but we know that the very simplest thing about that is that the spirituality has to do with the mind and has to do with thinking. So the access we have to those spiritual forces of evil are those thoughts that are contrary to God's instruction. And the specific thought that, that he's looking at in, in verse 12 is that thinking that our wrestling is just against flesh and blood, but our wrestling is against much higher and much more powerful things. That's the reason why we need to put on the armor of God. Because why does one need to put on armor? Yeah, there's something going on. If I'm going out into my backyard to barbecue chicken, do I need to put on armor? You might need mitts. I might need mitts, right. But if I'm going out into a war zone without my armor, what's very likely to happen to me? I might not make it. I might perish. Anyway, so, so were you going to step through the, uh, the elements of armor and how they relate? It doesn't have to be me. I just put Brad to the table. Well, but well, you can. can. You can, um, then, because I've, I've done this bit a couple of times, and I'd like to hear somebody else do it. Um, so there's um, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, I don't know. I don't really... I mean, I feel like I heard that one a lot. But, and I know what righteousness is in, this, in a sense, but that one doesn't like... Um, I feel like that particular like piece of the armor, even though it's like the central, the central one, doesn't um, leap out at me as much like in a way that I relate to. Not that I don't relate to it, but like in a way that's as easy to understand. Can I ask the you a question? Can uh -huh. I ask you a question about that then? Uh -huh. What is righteousness connected with? God. Abraham blanked. God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Faith. Right. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So believing God is connected with righteousness. The faith is later, it's the sheep. Yeah, so in you know he's so I guess that's why this is kind of like a an extended analogy in the Jewish mm -hmm. fashion, which means there are gonna be things repeated that have a similar meaning but of shade of difference. So the idea of righteousness being connected with believing God, how, and then I'll let you go back to your thing, but how is righteousness connected with believing God? Because um, if we believe in him and we are, do what he says, then he considers us righteous. I feel like, yes. I think maybe that's like my thing with this, it's like all of, the, all of these other things are ways that you can prepare yourself like you can like by studying the gospel and by strengthening your faith and well, I guess maybe like putting on the helmet of salvation like you don't really save yourself but then the sword of the spirit which is the word of God again is like the bible right so I tell you righteousness I feel like that's like something that like you don't because we aren't in and of ourselves Righteous, it's more like something that God declares us. But um, how does he declare you righteous? In other words, how do we put... All right, here's the question then. And, and maybe if... And I'll just let you do your whole bit and then I'll go back to this. But no, it's fine. How do we put on the breastplate of righteousness? Where does that come from? Well, it's going to come from faith because that's from faith and, and obedience. And what does faith come from? He, from <laughs> I messed it up. Uh, the gospel. 
faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So can we put on the breastplate of righteousness without hearing the word of God? No. No. You see, God appeared to Abraham directly and gave him specific instructions. And he believed God. And how do we know he believed God? Because he followed the instructions. God counted him as righteous. But we're not going to have God appear to us like Abraham did. So where do we get where do we get our breastplate of righteousness from? We still have to believe in a follow. Believe, like. Right. We get it from the word of God. Because God spoke to Abraham. How does he speak to us? Through his word. So, anyway. But do the rest of your bit and then... Well, I didn't really have like a big bit. I was just going to read. But say what you were going to say um, and then... Yeah. Well, so and then we have our feet that are shot with the preparation of gospel peace. So, like, to arm our feet for, like... I feel like that can be for, like, charging or running. Right. Like, and, um, that can be, like, charging or, or if we need to, like, run from temptation. Um, and one of the ways that we can defeat temptation, obviously, God says, is to, um, keep his word in our hearts. So, I mean, like, that's, no, I mean, that's, like, the, the easiest way when Jesus, we have Jesus as our example for that. Like, when he was tempted, he would quote, he quoted scripture to the devil, and if we are prepared with the gospel, um, we're prepared with God's word in our heart, then we can do that too, and that can help us run from temptation or charge against it if we, you know, uh, or false teaching or whatever. Um, and then 16 is the shield of faith, and wherewith you'll be able to control the fire darts of the And I think that um, that's really like, I feel like faith, the importance of faith can't be understated because it's really like, if your faith starts to waver, I feel like everything else depends on that and everything else will start to waver too. And that's when things are going to get, get through and hurt you. Um, whether that's just the... Um, temptations of the world or like anything like I feel like if your faith is um, weak then that's really the, the biggest part of your defense and that's kind of what everything else sort of hangs on and depends on so because you can't, can't get salvation without faith you're not going to be obedient without faith you're not going to be righteous without faith um, you're probably not going to study the Bible if you don't have faith. You're not going to pray if you don't have faith. Um, so I feel like faith is really super important and that everything else kind of like builds on that in a sense, your faith in God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like that's a really important piece of armor and it's kind of related to everything else. And so we need to make our faith as strong as we can and that way we'll have a bigger shield. You don't want a little shield. It's not going <laughs> to block a lot. Um, helmet of salvation. Obviously, salvation is important. Um, super important. But, um, and again, that's something that we can't... I feel like that's something that, that um, you know, we're told to work out our own salvation. And the gospel tells us what we need to do in order for um, God to save us. And so we need to make sure that we have that helmet on or else everything else isn't going to really um, 
is going to be kind of a moot point because you can, you know, I don't know. It's like when the battle gets blown off, when the battle but lose the war, exactly. Right. So we need to make sure that if we if we aren't in a situation where we're safe, we need to rectify that. And uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, um, that's like both for defense and offense. Because we need to be able to like defend, defend our faith with it, uh, with God's word, and then also to um, enter like I don't know into into spiritual combat, like what it's talking about. So if that's like um, trying to help, um, like as in like Paul is praying afterward to be outspoken for God. Um, and to try to take down the devil like that, or if it's, you know, something that we need to get ourselves out of a situation where we're tempted, we need to be able to use the sword that way. So, we need, but in order to arm ourselves with God's word, we need to spend time with it and read it and study it. And if we're not doing that, then we're not going to have our weapon to do anything. So, um, that's, that's mine. Nice. Very nice. Tony did a good job. Compelling. Beautiful. Yeah. So, where is the Apostle Paul when he's writing this? Tony, you don't answer. (laughs) What's the question? Where is the Apostle Paul when he's writing this? Oh, I don't know. In prison. In prison. That's why this is called one of his prison epistles. He's in prison. He's doing this extended allegory to explain to the people that he's writing to how they can be strong. If a soldier walked in here fully equipped. You would consider that mighty. You wouldn't say he's weak. If we saw a soldier come in with his full armor, with all his gear, like his, like a, or, or a cop in his SWAT outfit, and we said, Tanya, go take care of that guy. Is that going to seem like a practical suggestion? What's Tanya going to do against some big uh, soldier or policeman dressed in full yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah. So the point is, is that a soldier is a sign of strength and might. And he says, "Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might." So he's making he's making an analogy. He's perhaps looking right at the guards that are guarding him as he's writing this. And he says, "Put on the whole armor of God." Now, like the point we made before, you need armor because what? This is a battle, because our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is against these spiritual forces, which mean what? If some big guy is coming at me, I can see him, chances are, unless he's coming at me from behind. But if he's, you know, right? If some guy's running at me with a machete, what am I going to do? Run. (laughs) Probably run. I'm going to duck. I'm going to run. I'm going to get out of his way. But if there's some spiritual big guy with a machete coming at me, am I necessarily going to see it? Uh, depends. What do you mean? What's the contrast? Because our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. What's the difference? Job didn't know what was happening to him. Right. Job didn't know what was going on, but there was a very big spiritual thing going on there, not only for him personally, but for all of us. So yeah, that's a good point. There are spiritual things going on, and we don't see how, why is this happening to us? We don't see it, because it's spiritual. In that case, then, when things start to happen to us, 
that seem inexplicable, like what happened to Job, what are we supposed to do? If we're in this battle and we have put on the full armor of God, then we're going to be able to stand. Like Job, we're not going to be defeated by it. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, verse 13, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. The overall statement about this is where do we get the armor of God? How do we put on the armor of God? It all goes back to God's word. God's word, exactly. Can we put on the armor of God without God's word? If we are not delving into God's word, if we're not being uh, motivated to very carefully and diligently study God's word, are we going to be armed for what's going to come at us. Right. So those who are not involving themselves in the study of God's Word, those who are not immersing themselves in God's Word and studying it and obeying it, they're like people going out into the battlefield naked. What's going to happen to the naked people on the battlefield? They're not going to laugh. They're not going to laugh. They're not going to stand for sure, okay? And he says, first of all, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate is the main protection. When someone puts on a flak jacket, what is it mainly? It's mainly covering this part of the body. So the breastplate of righteousness is very important because if someone shoots an arrow right through your heart, how's that going to work for you? Not so good. So the breastplate of righteousness... Abraham believed God had accounted him as righteousness. He believed what God told him. How do we know about the gospel? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Righteousness is connected with the word of God. Shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So that's easy to see that the gospel is the gospel. <laughs> In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. And once again, this is just like, this is very Jewish, slightly different meaning. How is your faith a shield? It protects you. Yeah, you believe... It, like, allows you to withstand, like, because if you don't have faith that there's a point, like, if you don't have your eyes on on the Lord or heaven, like, and that, like, it's really easy to just be overcome by this world and this life for this to become, like, what he was saying earlier, it's like it's easy for, because we're surrounded by it, for us to think, like, this is the most important thing, this is right. the reality... And that can really, not, right? yeah. um, like, be overwhelming or over can overcome you. So if, if you don't have faith, you're not you're not even going to try. Faith in what? Really, faith in God. Faith right. in the. And know, if God is for us, who can, who can be against us? Who was it that raised Jesus up after he was obedient even unto death? So he obeyed God even unto death, and therefore God raised him up and seated him up at the highest place, even though he was, what? Put to death in a very humiliating and unfair way. So that's the shield of faith. You know that if God is for you, who can be against you? If you've put on the breastplate of righteousness, then you have the shield of faith because your faith in God. And God has made certain promises to us that even if what's going on in the physical world, that's not where our main battle is. So even if we appear to be defeated in this physical world, we can still be spiritual victors just as Jesus was. That's the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. 
And like Tanya mentioned, what did Jesus use when the evil one was flinging his flaming darts at him in the desert? Use word, use scripture, right? So that's the word. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Salvation is what? Being saved, how are we saved? How, you know. Well, we by accepting the grace that God has given us in the manner that He's asked us to accept it. Right. So salvation can be embodied in. Believe and follow? Or in Jesus Christ, basically. Yeah, I mean, they're all correct answers. Because once again, just like the soldier puts on the breastplate because an arrow through the heart is fatal. They put on a helmet because why? Well, if your head gets smashed, also fatal. So it's your salvation that is your spiritual protection. Of course, that's Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is, the, you know, they're all. It's all related to the Word, and the sword of the Spirit. That's the easy one, which is the Word of God, which means the Word of God is the Word of God. But the sword, it's a what? It's a double-edged sword. It's not like a machete, which is a very crude and inaccurate killing device. But the sword of the Spirit is like this sword that's powerful, but also very precise. That's very helpful. So you can wield it in a powerful but very precise way. So they're all related to the words. And, and pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayers and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. So he finishes this up with, so you should be praying, of course, for yourself, but praying for all the saints. And the Apostle Paul, a very nice way to cap this off, says, and also pray for me that I might be given the courage and the right words to say to spread the gospel because he's in prison but the spirit still finds him useful in that place. He's still able to make himself useful in this terrible situation. Questions, comments, concerns, any thoughts that anybody else wants to add? I learned a lot. It's easy to dismiss passages like this as mere clever rhetoric. There is also a danger of familiarity robbing the passage of its power. But this was written for our learning, and so we must take this message to heart. If we don't, then we will be like a naked soldier on the battlefield. I'm especially concerned for all those naked soldiers who have not made the Word of God a daily part of their lives. If you need help with this, or have any questions or comments, you can email me at james at believeandfollow.org. That's all for now. Goodbye, and God bless. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The judgments of the Sweeter also.